Okay. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast. This is episode 69. Today nice. we are just... I'm just kidding. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with it. Although it was a No, I was way effort. too like... Yeah, it was just like... Hey, French, 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 French. Like, fuck that. Hey, welcome to the Blue Collar Off-Road hey, Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Blue Collar Podcast. Episode How can I... All right. Well, nice. in that case... Three, two, one... Oh jeez! Oh, that's not the right. That's not the right thing I downloaded. Oh my gosh! That's a wow. Yeah, there's a whole lot of porn in here. Yeah, sorry. I'm currently over at Graham's house editing the episode, and I downloaded something. I thought it was the podcast episode, but Jesus, it's just a shit ton of porn. Hold on, let me just, let me just, uh, hold on. We're getting there, and uh, yep. Okay, here we go. All right. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off Road Podcast, episode sixty nine. Nice. nice. Uh, I'm here with Luke, Cody, and Richie. Sorry for not introducing ourselves. Oh, I'm Graham, by the way. Um, <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah, and so we don't have a guest this week. You know, we've had a couple. I mean, at this point, I think it's been a handful of really just amazing guests. It's been super fun. Um, I mean, we've been rolling on a basically guest streak for the last what's it been three, four weeks now. Something like that. And we've got a bunch more coming. Um, I think there was just a scheduling thing or something going on with the uh, person we had lined up for this week. But uh, we got more people in the pipeline, more fun conversations to be had. But in the meantime, you're just stuck with the four of us. Um, and we've got a couple things to talk about. I'm, I've been chugging along on my shit for the past three weeks, three, four weeks, that I haven't talked too, too much about. Um, I know Richie is still... We were talking before we even started this podcast. Richie's still having issues with his motor, so maybe we'll do some quick live diagnostics on his shit. Try to figure out where that might be coming from. He's tried a few things. Um, There's probably clearly more to be tried, but uh, we'll see see where that conversation goes. Cody's been buying shit, but in true Cody fashion... uh, it's not attached to the Jeep yet. There's nothing to show for it just yet. Um, not yet. Gotta build it up, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like a weird case of herpes. You gotta wait for a little bit for it to actually do something. You gotta wait for it to flare up before you can... Yeah, you know. exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then Luke's Jeep is in a puddle, so he refuses to work on it. His excuse is he doesn't want to drop a bolt, and then he'll have to dig for it in the puddle. I told him so, magnet fishing. Yeah, true. You know, it's It's yeah. like a whole nother meta game to... Uh, working on the shitbox, so. Uh, no. I, I love my shitbox and all, but my yard is an absolutely flooded mess, and I am not going to go and put it on the trailer to work on it, because I don't want to have to deal with filling in welded rear diff 40-inch tire holes on a rental I'm hopefully leaving in three months. Fair. So, but I'm pretty sure we've got a trip in less than three months, so if you need to do any work... Uh, it's gonna have to happen in the puddle, so. Uh, well, it's gonna dry out soon, hopefully. So we'll be good. And right. The same thing about having no more snowstorms. But guess what? Thursday, there's a snowstorm. Wait, what? So, no fucking yeah. way. Yeah, there's gonna be there's another there. one. Yeah. Oh, you suck. Hey, it's not right. my fault. I mean, fuck it. Overtime, I'm in. But like. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, guess... I might as well. Nah, I want me to get my my shitty sad story done. If you want to start, 
you can start. So just based off of last week's episode when I spoke about that my pulleys were all fucked up and whatnot, turns out it was my uh, power steering pump. It had seized, and I decided to you know finally take the plunge into getting the WJ V8 pump. Um, yeah, finally. I mean, stupid thing is so much money for what the fuck it is. I don't know why it's like a hundred and forty something dollars for a stupid ass pump. Um, yeah, it's like. Not super cheap, but it is an important component. You kind of need power steering. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. But, like, and not to mention, why is a fucking belt for a Cherokee $60? Why? A belt? In what world? Yeah, that's what I that thought was you like got like expensive. crazy discounts. I thought that you were I like, did. That's discount with a man. discount. Usually it's. So I don't get as crazy anymore, sadly. The uh, boss man over there started to, you know, chop the chop it up a little bit when seeing those transactions go through but but yeah so and i'm on the hunt for a stock cherokee pump and i'll pump a steering box let's get start getting few, that process going i have a few boxes laying around that need i have seal kits and i have junk junk boxes they just need to be rebuilt um okay shit i might be able to build you one i'll let you know all right, well, we could definitely figure out something. If you could, that'd be sweet, because, I mean, uh, otherwise, I'm just going to continue the search, which really isn't the end of the world. Um, yeah, I mean, you can find a stock box for yeah, really cheap, and that's what you want. You don't want a remand, in my opinion. I've even You've said that before, and that just seems, like, kind of crazy. Is that true, that remands really just aren't A remand good? from a parts store. If you go to O'Reilly's or AutoZone or your whatever, you're going to get a junk box in my experience they just don't last they they have more slop than your factory box will probably uh half the time they put the fucking uh shaft or input shaft splines on upside down so then you're putting the box in you get it all lined up and you go and look at the steering wheel and it's 180 degrees out of whack and you're like what the fuck so you gotta change the steering shit it's just a pain in the ass like i i don't know it's that's a pain that's horrible because yeah. whatever they do to I'm just I've never been satisfied with the rebuilds. They always blow up and when they don't blow up, it's just they're sloppy and gross and they're just poorly rebuilt. So you're better off just getting a stock box and working with that because hundred and ten percent. Hundred and ten percent that is the most truthful thing too, because everybody says, Oh, the Durango box is an upgrade. Oh, it's so good. It literally has given me nothing. Yeah, I wouldn't nothing. bother. I mean the, there's nothing is there any difference? The shaft size on a Durango box is more like is a bigger diameter. What shaft? The output uh, to where it goes to. Is it a sector? I don't know. The fucking shaft that goes out to where your pit, your pitman arm goes to. Mm. What's that called? That's the sector. No, that's the. Uh, yeah, that's the sector shaft. Yeah. So uh, up in up in the actual uh, um, box, supposedly it's thicker. I don't know what, but I, my guess is I like seen one eight of forty-four to eighty-eight kind of difference, where it's barely a fucking difference. So, I'd be curious. I mean, if anybody listening actually knows the difference, that'd be kind of interesting. I feel like all those box swaps have always been like just a shoe, and it's like, oh, let me let me take this box out of this different vehicle that happens to bolt in, and it's an upgrade. It's not an upgrade, I don't think. No, it's like the same thing. I you mean, might end up with like, the same weight with the same motor and do the exact same thing. So, like, what? why would it be anything of an upgrade, you know? Yeah, I mean, you might have slightly different ratios in there, but I don't, even then, I don't think it'd be worth it. You're better off just keeping the stock ratio unless you can find a box that's like 
significantly better or does something different, like the Astro Box, which is just reversed so the Pitman arm's forward. If you're trying to do a crazy stretch, which if you listen to the Chris uh, Action Fab episode, you'd know that that's not really what you want to do because you want the front axle underneath the engine so you're, you know, all your front weight is on the front tires so you can go up things. It's kind of beneficial. Um, so I, and it's not really worth it unless you're trying to do something interesting, which is always appreciated. But yeah, I don't know. I think stock is just the way to go. You're wasting your money otherwise. So, um, with that being said, could we t- like take my current Durango box and rip it apart and use it in case we need parts for the uh, the XJ boxes if we think they are similar enough? I mean, there's probably not much of a difference. It's all the same style of box. Mm-hmm. We could probably just tap that one if it's not. Again, if the steering, if the ratio is the same, and you know why not? That's going to be the biggest Market. thing is make sure you still have what a Cherokees have. I think it's, uh, I want to say it's like a turn and a half. I could be totally wrong. It's like three turns and a half lock to lock or something. I think you get a little bit more than, you go one full turn and I think you, that doesn't sound right. I don't know. There's a, the ratio on the Cherokee boxes is fine though. I don't know about the Durango boxes. But assuming it's the same, there's probably no difference in how you'd tap it. So we could just do that. I mean, I think the tried and true is always the best answer. So we, I'll just get rid of the box and not have to worry about it. Not to mention it's already stripped out. So, like, it's kind of it's kind of, kind of dead it up already. Yeah. Oh, when, yeah, uh, yeah. No, just throw yeah, bolts when, on the inside. Or, sorry, nuts, nuts on the uh, behind the feet. You just... Well, then what we'll do is we'll pull it apart and we'll see what we can do with it. If it's something that we think we can work with or that we can use to rob parts from or something of the matter, then we'll go from there. Uh, but at the moment, I mean, I think I think a Cherokee box is probably better. But if it works, it works. Fuck it, right? But how I do mean, you fit? don't spend more money you... than you need to. You have the other box. like. But yeah. Anyways, That's true. All right. We'll, we'll, what did we'll... I miss? We're Durango talking about... The, what's the difference between the Durango box and the Cherokee boxes? If there's actually a difference, uh, slightly bigger selector or sector shaft bearing, and that's about it. Yeah, so no, I really don't get that much because that's... anybody who's anybody running uh, a steering box w- with hydro and big tires and a big axle should have a uh, pillow bearing on the bottom of the sector shaft, anyways. So who cares what size the bearing that thing that's inside the thing is? Or hydro, because hydro is cool. Yeah, but, yeah, it but also not everyone's cool enough for hydro. Well, no, but uh, Graham is one hundred percent right. It's still nice because it's still going to cause uh, ten- like not tension, but it's going to cause uh, pressure on the sector shaft as it goes back and forth. Anyways, like it's going to cause it to flex. So having that structure there will be pretty nice. But yeah, it's just way, it from the other side. But yes, continue. Either so, way. It's just time to get shit rocking and rolling, you know, at a better spot now. So things will get rocking and rolling. And I'm uh, definitely, definitely trying to plan for at least Badlands, a few runs in between, and making sure that 110% it's down at Roush this year. That's my, those are my goals right now. Um, I know it's crazy that, like, usually we wheel way fucking more, but 
life sucks. So like, <laughs> nah, I've I've said it before in other episodes, but there's like a point in where you start wheeling more and you end up more concerned with the bigger trips with the bigger I'm not going to say memories but like the fonder memories behind them like for example I could probably spend a lot more time at AOP than I'm going to this year and a lot more time at Windrock but I'm also more excited to go up to Roush for Roush you know what I mean it's one of those things where to me that is worth more than getting in a bunch of smaller trips because I'm going out there and I'm hanging out with the people I don't get to see often. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's fair. That's 100% fair. The small trips are fun too, though. I don't know. I still got a soft spot for the, you know, hour and a half drive to a spot just to... I'm not disagreeing like three, with Three, four the... hours and then drive home. Those are always fun. Some of my You're fondest. not going to hear any disagreement. It's yeah. just that, like, right now, I can either do a bunch of small trips and I'm going to gradually break more shit, or I can go on the several scheduled bigger trips that we've got, which I'm more excited for. Just That's uh, kind of where... That's just what you got to do. You got to break it and build it better. I yeah. do, but we've covered this before. I'm not going to keep harping on about the fact that, like... I need to buy a better spot to work on. Weld in the puddle. Yeah, I don't know why not. Ground out to the puddle, you'll be mint. (laughs) It'll be fine. Just grab a piece of metal, you know, put the ground to it, and just shove it right in the puddle in the dirt. It'll be sick. I promise. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm an expert. (laughs) Once I have a spot where I can actually put the jeep up and not have it be as big of a deal, whether it's borrowing some space at a friend shop or if i have my own garage um i do want to do some hydro just because i'm sick of all my steering shit you're not gonna buy my uh i'm still gonna probably buy those but it might end up just getting full hydro and running the knuckles fair i don't see. see how there's any loss there no, I guess you're right. Staring is mint, though. We'll see. It's but you, Sean, and now Jacob are all like chomping at the bit for my steering. So, all right, uh, then sell it to them. I, I might. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm really. I just. I don't care. Just somebody give me the money for it, and they can have it. I'm not in any. How much is it? I'll give you five dollars right now. Five bucks. I was looking for like three because the Himes are good. Wait, you get the knuckles two for three hundred? Yeah, the knuckles, the steering. Oh, I thought it was three dollars. No, that's actually a stupid fa- like that's a very fair price. Holy shit, dude. I'm yeah, not, I mean I'm I not good at pricing things but... uh, for me to I don't want to say make money off of them, but I, I I always give people the the stupid deals and it's um it is what it is. Uh, so but then, then again that's the friend deal so that's that's understandable i'm kind of in the same boat too like i i gave away my welded 825 that i had sitting in my yard for free because a friend of mine needed it and i was just like well i have one here you go bud like yeah, i'm not I'm gonna not, really I'm use not it like, make money it, off of all the diff. parts like i'd rather them go to use instead of just sitting right oh is that just... what axle i welded yeah yeah okay i was planning on selling it but no, he didn't want it. He, uh, I asked him about it, and he was like, "Well, 
do you have a use for it? I'm like, I'll always have a use for an 825 welded axle. Like, why not? And uh, yeah, I ended up going to a friend of mine who needed it because he blew up his spider gears or whatever. So, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yep. Hopefully he blows that up because. Yeah, oh, it's already making bad noises. So, <laughs> actually. Yep. Um... <laughs> so, it's uh, definitely one of those things. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping that something cool would happen with it, not that it was just a <laughs> shitty axle to begin with. Nope. So, yeah, so other than that, you know, just planning for those big trips. Like, I think, as kind of Luke was saying, too, like, I, you don't really, you're not looking forward to the memories or this or that, but, like, you're also putting in the fact of, like, I'm spending $1,000 just to drive from here to Tennessee or something like, like in Graham's perspective, why am I going to go jeopardize that trip that I'm already putting money towards to go to Ma Bell for the 300th fucking time? Now, let me tell you, every time we've gone to Roush, I've swapped a massive part the weekend before or like the week before. Yeah. Which is probably uh, beneficial. Year, it was the transfer case because it blew up on me after doing something somewhere and I was driving it on the road and I just, uh, I think same thing that was happening to Sam in the, in his XJ when they were going out near in Arizona or wherever, it was the same thing. I, I only had four low or something. Um, the, sh- the shift collar just, or the, the shift rail arm just disintegrated. The aluminum just was no longer doing anything. So mm-hmm. I just swapped that. That was easy though. Cause it was just a, 231. What did I break the second time? It was something dumb. Um, I don't remember you breaking anything. No, I did. I I did something before we left. Oh, jeez. I don't remember what it was, though. Um, Not too sure. I'll think about it while we keep talking here. Uh, Who's next? Who else has interesting things? I'm other than... I can go. Richie, do you want to go? Do we want to diagnose your shit? Well, yeah, we we can definitely diagnose my shit, but just I I just wanted to say like about the whole trip thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do end up having to dread the bigger trips just for getting there. Oh, there's no dread. It's all happy good times. I I was I was looking at uh the route to get to where we're having our club meeting this weekend though. It's going to cost me $130 just to get there and back if I take my truck. Yeah, welcome to life, bud. Same. <laughs> yep, so I'm trying to see if I can steal my in-laws' car. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be like a three-hour rip for you. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. two and a half or so, actually. But yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely not a short ride. But, I mean, we also haven't had a proper, proper club meeting like this in probably three years. So I've never been to a proper meeting. We had one at Harris Mountain. There was one that we actually had a proper good meeting. Um, so yeah, it's kind of. I wasn't really counting that one. Yeah, but that's like the most proper meeting we've had. I don't think we've ever had a meeting where we haven't, and this isn't a bad thing. We've never met, other than like. I think the first time before the club was really a thing, we haven't really had any meetings that didn't involve wheeling. This will be like the first one where it's kind of like everybody just shows up and we're not wheeling, which is kind of a shame, but 
at the same time, I don't have a rigged wheel, so you know it is what it is. I don't care. It's okay. Yeah, I don't have front wheels. Jacob was telling me yesterday. He was like, "Oh, well, we can just wheel your Jeep around after we, so we can put the transfer case in. We'll do it on the lift." I was like, "With what wheels? We have back wheels, not front wheels." Uh, <laughs> it's a mess. Well, we don't expect anything else. Um, you know, it's to be expected in the status quo at this point. Yeah. What? Your Jeep any wheels? Or, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I've never had it this far apart. Uh, I mean, I have. That's not true. Uh, but I haven't. I don't think I've ever pulled the motor on it. Everything I've done has been with the motor in. This is the first time it's been pulled entirely out of the chassis, and I've had it all open so I can see not the motor, but the you know that whole engine bay area. Yep. I need yeah. to clean up more stuff in there. I rebuilt, or I don't want to say I rebuilt the 205 and the Eco Box, but I diagnosed the issues on both of them. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I posted a few stories on what I think was going on with the Eco Box. I've talked about it several times because it was, uh, you know, blowing my mind for quite a while. Pretty sure what happened was those teeth just got a slight bevel to them, along with that shift detent, which works. It's fairly tight. But I don't think it's nearly as tight as the factory shift lever on the two or the 231 in the case. I think it's a little lighter. Um, I couldn't take the uh, the little arm that the ball rides on out to drill it out more. I would have taken a Dremel and just you know given it a notch in each spot where the ball's supposed to sit. Unfortunately, I can't do that because the the way they set it up is there's a uh, push pin, or not a push pin, but a, um, what do they call them? A roll pin in there that you have to push out, but you can't push it out because it's right up against the back of the housing. So you're just pushing it into the back of the aluminum case. You can't get behind it to push it out the other way, so I'd basically have to drill it out and put a new one in. I wasn't going to do that. So I just cranked the detent down as hard as I could. If that doesn't end up working, and I'm still having issues with it popping out, I'll have to call them and see if they can get me a stronger detent or see what the hell I'm doing wrong. I also swapped the inner section of the, the whole planetary housing because the shift collar and the inner teeth that connect to the planetaries, that's what was worn out on the four high side or the, you know, the high range side of the thing. So hopefully with all new parts, it should, it should work factory. It should be great. No issues. That's what I'm hoping. That'll be sweet. Um, so this is going to pull a little bit from my work life, but, uh, if you can measure the size of the spring you need, you might be able to order what's called like a progressive die spring. And it's a flat ribbon wire spring where you can get them with pretty beefy coils. Like we had some that were, you know, I'm going to say like three sixteenths of an inch, but it took almost, uh. 80 pounds to compress them. Damn. So, oh, and they're cheap as heck off of McMaster car. I, that's um, what are I was leaning if I end up needing a, a stiffer one? The issue is they use this, it's it's not a normal ball and spring detent with a push pin that holds it down like you'd find in a 205 or a 300 or something like that. Or even a transmission, they've got the spring detents and such. Um, it's a, it's like a self, 
contained threaded detent that you can't take apart. It's got the ball on the end, which sticks out about halfway at max, and then the spring is inside of it, and the whole body of the thing is threaded, and it goes down in the hole. So I'm not sure. Oh. There's no part number or anything on it either, so I'd have to probably call in WF and see what the hell it is to see if they could, you know, if I could use whatever they have as a part number for it or whatever the hell it even is called, uh, then I'd be able to go and get one with a heavier spring. Or just swap it out entirely, but then I'd be concerned that the ball would fall out and just roll into the case because the way it's... I can show you a picture after. It's basically this... The arm is this W-shaped thing with two little slots, round slots, with a little hump in the middle. And the shift rail just goes... You know, it clicks between those two spots. There's no indent for the ball to sit in, so it kind of just... The only pressure against it is that the the swooping motion to go over into the other section. And the ball, if it didn't have this self-contained housing bit that it's in, I'm pretty sure it could potentially roll off the side because it's a trough, not a hole. You're going to have to get me some more pictures of this and mm -hmm. some dimensions, but... I'm almost wondering if we could make it so that there's a piece of, like, I don't know how deep the hole is in there, but mm -hmm. if we could get a piece of brass, I could put a taper over the face of it, and then we could use a heavier spring behind it. So, like, instead of having the ball be what's engaging, have a piece of brass that's got the appropriate cut to go over that section and then lock in there mm -hmm. but i would just need to have better pictures of it so it wouldn't roll it would kind of slide and it would probably be stiff as hell to get in and out but i'd rather it be stiff than me have to hold it and you know basically hold the thing in gear for however long i'm driving sometimes and that's the other thing is i could just put a fucking lock on the thing and say you're in high range and put a you know some simple it wouldn't have to be much you could literally just put a I could take a door, like, you know, like a, a, a sliding door lock, right? Just with a little pin. Yeah. It's yeah. literally all it would take. It would be super dumb. I wouldn't do it because it would just, it would be horrible. But you could, and that would hold it engaged. I literally barely have to put any pressure on the thing to keep it from popping out of gear. Again, I'm thinking that's because of the, that was an issue with the, the teeth on the gears, not the detent. I think with the pressure against it, it was moving it back, and the detent just wasn't meant to hold that sort of pressure. It's meant to just hold it in place, not meant to hold it with force against it. So, we'll see. I'm hoping that's all it is. Uh, the only other thing I did to that uh, whole transfer case combo was I tightened up the front yoke. It had come loose a little bit, so it was rattling. Um, I thought I was going to have to take it apart because it was making... It was starting to rattle a little more than it had, and it I was concerned maybe the idler needed to be re-shimmed because I just put the factory shims back in, but I did put a new idler shaft in, even though it all seemed fine. But then I saw that yoke was moving about a quarter of an inch, and I said, yeah, that's probably it. So hopefully that's all set. If not, I'm sure it'll go another 1,400 miles just fine before it needs to be taken apart again, which is totally fine with me, as long as I don't have to look at it for a little bit. Um, I mean, that's going to be an improvement. Or just fucking get rid of it. 
Why would I get rid of it? Because it was a joke, and now you're calling me out. <laughs> fucking joke. And I didn't have anything lined up, okay? I'm yeah, sorry. Well, yeah, no, I'm not getting rid of trash. it. trash. You could get it's an trash in your trash. That's why. why would I get rid of my superior transfer case setup for a junkie? I bet an atlas would stay in high gear, though. Yeah, but I'd never get an atlas. <laughs> I'd tease Also, it, it would yes. blow up, because... No, it wouldn't. It might. It's an atlas, dude. They're, like, bomb-proof. What do you mean? Yeah, I probably couldn't blow one up. I'll be fine. I'll, honestly, you're right. I wouldn't blow it up. <laughs> but we have an answer. <laughs> I have this this 205 EcoBox thing. I don't have an Atlas. If I were to order an Atlas, it would cost me what I could make two of my transfer case boxes uh, for, and I wouldn't have it for another year because fair. it's just the state of the world. That's yeah, I don't know what I could do with my transfer case and my budget range for that project at the moment. Honestly, if you're okay with your I mean, you shouldn't you should get some sort of low range box. But honestly, the 231 with an HD chain is I never had any issues other than when I ran them out of fluid and this My ship. big thing right now is that I can get another 231 down here for 100 bucks, 125 bucks. It takes two and seconds. And I can swap it without pulling anything out of my Jeep except for the cross, or like dropping my cross member a little bit, which means I have to cut a couple of welds. But it's like I know that that motor is not staying in that Jeep long term. I know that 2021 and 2022 are just going to be shitty years for my Jeep. Like, 2019 and 2018 were great years for it. 2021 and 2022 are not going to be as good. It's just the way it is. It's going to be wheeled, and I'm going to get it back to driving status before summer. But it's just not going to be as cool of a year, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, you moved and shit and, you know, basically upended your entire operation, so understandable i would just stick with the 231 that's honestly the one thing i do miss is now when i take mine out i'm like shit colin i need to borrow your transmission jack which i still need to give back to him but i'm probably going to hold on to it for a little longer because i'm going to need to put it back in with that thing again i can't just pick the thing up and heave it into place like i could with the 231 yeah that, dude that you thing's can a put a 231 unit. with a syE on it in and out and like even if I'm doing it on my trailer, I've done it with uh, Kish just drinking beers at my house when I was living in Harwinton for, what was it, two hours till I had the thing in and out? I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch that fart. Uh, when we did the transfer case on Ducky at my mom's house, that was Oh what? yeah, just, just a couple of hours on the trailer. Yeah, and we were drinking while we were doing that, so it wasn't even like... Yeah. And then we kind of forgot to put fluid in it and ran it for two runs. No problem. Yeah. yeah fluid's yeah. optional. It, it you really only need is. the fluid to cool it at high speed. Low speed? No, not even. Forget about it. I guarantee you, I I mean, maybe it had some, a little bit of fluid, but I ran a 231 probably bone dry, or at least close to bone dry, because it was making abysmal noises for probably six months. And then it finally, like, it couldn't take it anymore. Grenaded. It it didn't grenade, but it made a really sad noise and exit before my uh uh my turn off off the highway coming home from work one day, and 
It actually made it the whole way home. The only time it had issues was the next day when I tried to go to work. Because as it turns out, my way home from work is mostly downhill. My way to work is mostly uphill. And the uphill was enough to push that uh, shift collar out of high range into low range, or just into neutral. And it turns out that you can't just have neutral and low range. So I was late for work that day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I remember uh, back in the day, Luke ended up running his Jeep low on quite a few fluids, and we discovered it right before a trip. And you know what? Topped everything off. Just to clarify, can people hear that? Yeah, uh, we got it's it's Robot Richie this week. I'm sorry, we said Richie. It's Robot Richie. Uh, real uh, he's talking in O and ones right now. He's still he's still understandable, <laughs> but Ibu Bop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, uh, bear with Robot Richie. Uh, we'll we'll try to fix you on the fly here. Um, Listen, I I can only exit and re-enter our Discord chat so many times. I know. Well, where the hell even were me? We were low on fluid. Well, this is actually a great segue into the next portion of fixing my shit, which is the transmission. So, I've definitely talked about it on the podcast before. I'm going to mention it again. Uh, just a common theme of the podcast, if you didn't know. Um, I ran the, this AX15 that I'm running currently uh, on maybe three bottles of water and about a teaspoon of oil uh, back from Roush Creek, which is... How, how far is Roush from... Massachusetts. Six and a half hours or so for you guys. Yeah, I, 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 miles. I drove it about six and a half hours, probably about <laughs> five hundred miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all the way home, and didn't change the, didn't notice that it was only running on water till I got home. So I pulled it apart, and because I, I I've been having issues with fifth gear um, recently. It was it was doing this weird rumbling in fifth gear and when i put that fifth gear in or no 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 i didn't buy and i didn't do the first off you can buy a fifth gear for an ax15 and they always call it an upgrade kit i don't know what the hell that means i don't know if they changed probably something. an overdrive or some sort no it's the same ratio they're just they just oh. they say fifth gear upgrade kit like if you're gonna do your transmission like change the fifth gear i was like no there's no difference i'm not buying that so i didn't buy the fifth gear uh and when I pulled it out with the gear puller, which is what they tell you to do in the instruction, like the OEM instruction manual for taking apart an AX-15, they said to use a gear puller. Well, the gear puller doesn't grab it correctly, and it chipped the end of one of the teeth off when I oh put it in. God. So I was like, maybe that got worse, and it's just like a really bad tooth now. No, it just like it nibbled the edges of a lot of them. So a lot of the edges were just missing a tiny bit. So that was probably my rumble. But when I pulled it out, the first time I broke it, I didn't have the fifth gear upgrade kit or whatever the fuck it was. So I I didn't, I had to just put it back in and it was fine. Had no issues. Um, but, you know, it didn't last that long, clearly. But I don't think the water helped it. Um, the bearings are still pretty good. I don't have time to buy a bearing kit. I got to get the motor and everything back together. Everything looked fine was rolling fine nothing there wasn't a shitload of metal in the bottom of the case or anything it's the thing's got 300,000 plus miles on it already 
and it hasn't blown up. I have another one if it does. It is what it is. I'm just going to keep it going and make sure it's still running happy and call it a day. Um, the only other I thing... say you pack it with grease and a little bit of, like, I'm talking a little bit of period blood, she'll run forever. I don't know if it will. I mean, the no. grease would... Oh, okay. I don't know. No. It would probably, no. be, probably be hard to shift. I don't know if Synchro's like <laughs> grease. It'd be like um, playing with a stick in mud. <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd be a little little tough to shift. But that sort of leads me on to the, the other thing is that I've, I haven't really complained about. I've never really had an issue with it. But um, my dumbass put the the actual shift ring for fifth gear. You know, it's so fifth gear is different than the other ones where it's it's flat on one side. Or at least I think it's different. I haven't pulled the rest of it apart in several years. Um, but the you know the side that goes into the synchros has tapered teeth, so it can slide on nice. And the other side of the fifth gear doesn't have that. It's flat. Well, my dumbass put it on backwards. So the tapered side was doing nothing. It was just floating on the side that's supposed to have the flat end. And the flat side was being jammed into the synchros. And, you know, I'm actually surprised it shifted as good as it did. Uh, once I got the hang of the finesse to get it in there, uh, you know, it would go it would go smoothly. It wasn't too bad. Uh, the synchro was destroyed. So I had a new synchro with that fifth gear upgrade kit. So I threw that in there. It's on correctly now. You know, we're just fixing our uh, previous mistakes. So I mean, that's kind of like building a Jeep. Eventually, I mean, it's a miracle the... it even drives. I mean, <laughs> with all the little bullshit I find wrong with my shit, it is what it is. You're telling me. It's back. Robot Richie? Robot Richie. I don't know, you tell me. No, you sound good. You sound actually better than ever. Okay, cool. We're just it's, all, about... it's just scary restarting this thing. Why? Why? Well, because <laughs> sometimes the computer don't reconnect to the internet. Oh, That's well, that might so be why you're Robot weird. Richie. Have you considered paying for your own internet yet? Have you considered <laughs> running a land court? How? Oh, okay, so <laughs> I can get like 200 feet of Cat 6 cable. Whatever the fuck we want. So like, I have like two spools. Just let me know. Like next time we go yeah. down, I got a crimper oh, and then connect connections. Oh, uh, what? I don't know. Anyways, well, you just figure yourself out. We'll keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> so Grembino, Grembino. And yep. no, I cannot run a landline. Anyways, well, that's good because landlines are phones, and we're not talking on the phone. Anyways, what? so. Line, whatever. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a fucking nerd. Yeah, and you this is why the guy I talking in O's and ones right now. It's kind of weird that you're not the nerd, Mr. Robot. Oh, <laughs> good show, Evil. by the way. <laughs> Great show. I watched the movies; they were pretty incredible. Um, no, all right, bad joke. Got it. Anyways, <laughs> so can you tell us why you didn't look? At your uh, transmission before driving home, and potentially now I creating did. a problem. Well, you mean from Roush? Yeah. My okay. So this is just another just like dumb fuck moment. So when I sunk the thing, and you know everything filled with water, and all the oil just evacuated every single thing except for the motor. Thank God. Um, 
I didn't, I think I drained the transfer case because I've had my transfer case blow up before. So I didn't want it to not have fluid or only be on running on water. Um, I've, I knew the axles were full of water because the vent tubes on, or the front one I knew was full of water. I don't, no, no, both of them were because the back one, the old vent tube, uh, was held. There's a bolt in the hole that's supposed to be where the vent tube is. It's not actually sealed off. I know it's stupid, but it's, it, it's not sealed. So I knew it was full of water. Um, the front axle, um, I don't know. I guess I didn't, I may not have changed the front axle fluid because it figured it probably still had something. There's no, that one's actually sealed properly for the most part. Um, and I'm not using it on the drive home at all. Just, just free spinning. Um, Mm -hmm. but I didn't think anything of the transmission. I did drain, I opened the fill plug of the transmission and there's a video of me draining the water out of the transmission from the fill plug. Well, Anybody who knows anything about oil and water knows that oil floats on top of water. And when only water is coming out from the top, that that should mean you should change all of the transmission fluid because it's entirely water. No, I didn't think like that. So I only drained the water out up to the bottom of the fill plug, and the rest of it was just chilling in there. It was just all water. Completely water. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then when I got home... You know, I figured I should probably... I don't know why it only occurred to me when I got home that I should change the fluid. Um, But I opened the bottom, and I filled it up with water bottles. So I I literally filled three water bottles full of water, and I got a tiny bit of water. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. I I don't know how the fuck it shifted. Uh, I don't know how the fuck nothing exploded, but it didn't. And I've had people tell me that, uh, especially, like, couple of the tow guys who are right next to the shop that me and Jacob are at, uh, they'll be like, oh, I've heard AX-15s are wimpy. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I drove mine 500 <laughs> miles on water and it didn't give a shit. I'm like, you're still wheeling it today? I'm like, They are a really, really good transmission for what they are. They are very wimpy when you start putting a lot more power to them, but behind a 4 liter, it's a great transmission. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, especially for a non-top loading transmission it's very simple to pull apart like i didn't have to touch i had to pull four snap rings like a one detent for the back shift rail otherwise it wasn't going to come out and you know the the bolts that hold both halves to that center section that's all i had to pull uh and that middle rod for the shift lever uh, selector thing that had to come out too. That's all it was though, and the the front cover, like just really simple. Unbolt it, take the halves off, good to go. Like it, not a hard job at all. Now, working on them doesn't seem like it's that bad. I haven't gone that crazy, but I had to put my top cover or pull my top cover and replace the uh, ball area. That wasn't that bad. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. A pretty straightforward transmission. the The most frustrating part is getting the shift rails all back in. If you ever, if you totally disassemble it, you take all the detents out, all the rails out. Then it's a little getting them all back in the right spot. I remember was a little tough. It was just getting with it on a bench, and it's not 
nothing's holding anything in place. It was just hard keeping it all lined up, which didn't, I don't know. It was, and I think there's extra balls in there in between the rails, which also have to come out. And that's where the trickiness comes in. There's like a, like a process you need to follow to get it to all go back together correctly. It's sort of like a, you know, one of those games at the dentist or some shit. Not, I don't want to talk about the dentist. (laughs) 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 You know, I, I distinctly remember you making all kinds of fucking dental jokes when you fucking blew up the tea case in Miguel's rig. <laughs> oh, oh. Like, it was really? non-stop dental references for, Look like, teeth. a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I know how to strip teeth real quick, but yeah, it's you not do. nearly as much fun when you're getting your own teeth worked on. For reference, I had a dentist appointment yesterday, which is... He's traumatized. Yes. For at least a month. Um... No, I get to go back next week. Um, oh, okay. So it's going to be like three months he's traumatized for. Yeah. The worst part about it, though, and I'm only going to say this one... put his dick in your mouth? No. <laughs> oh, no that's like, not, the, that's the not even part. the worst part? Oh, okay, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the no. best part. The fuck... Um, the sound that it makes sounds just like grinding metal at work. <laughs> <laughs> and we are talking, and he's like, yeah, I get my bits through um, XYZ Carbide Supplier, and I'm like, I have bought stuff through that. <laughs> well, like a carbide bit chews through everything. They are amazing. Um, so... After you get your transmission fixed, mm-hmm. are we finally going to see some cool stuff out of you, or is it going to continue to be hover mode? Uh, hover mode is lasting a little longer, not much longer. Um, I have a, basically all the parts I need to put the motor together. I basically, I'm resealing a bunch of shit because I've had issues with the timing cover hemorrhaging oil on that thing. I hate and, the 4 liter timing cover. Oh, it's such a pain in the ass. I got a new oil pump that I'm probably going to throw in because my oil pressure has been... I mean, the thing has no issues uh, really at all, but the the top end's been a little noisy, and me and Jake were thinking that the oil pump's probably due to be swapped, so I grabbed one of those because we're kind of going to be in there. Um, I got a new... Uh, exhaust and intake gasket because mine was blown out in a couple spots which may have been causing me some of the over not overheating issues but some of the running warm issues that it's had it was blowing out the it was it was coming out of the uh i think the midsection and the front there was a couple leaks so it was just one of those shitty paper or not paper but like foam gaskets so yeah i got a i got an oem metal gasket i'll throw in there crank it all down with it out of the motor it's gonna be i'll be able to crank I, all the bolts to spec and not have an issue there so i honestly forget what i've got in my jeep i've swapped it twice i mean those, now. I think it's those foam gaskets are fine as long as you can crank them but if they come loose at all which on an exhaust if it's especially a 4.0 exhaust where you can't really reach those back bolts um, to crank them. To, I mean, you you can get a torque wrench on them, but even then, like, you know, you're. I don't actually. That's not true. I'm not sure you can get it to some of those inner ones. You might just have to use the wrench. Uh, so it. I could be totally wrong there, but. 
some of them are a little rough. And with an exhaust, I don't know. It's the same thing on the J20. I've had issues with those things coming loose, and it's not because I'm not tightening them properly. They just fucking work themselves loose. And it's that fucking gasket. I need to get a metal gasket for that one as well. Um, but yeah, once that's done, uh, I swapped the timing cover, cleaned up a couple things, mainly just so I can check for leaks. I'm tired of it leaking like fucking crazy. Um, and it'll go back together. I was going to try to get the valve cover uh, powder coated, but that's not going to happen because it doesn't fit in Colin's oven. Um, <laughs> what else are we doing to that? I think Sounds like he it. needs a bigger oven. He does need a bigger oven. It's only like, is an inch too short or something like that? We can't fit it in diagonally. It's the the valve cover I think is twenty nine inches, and his oven's like twenty eight from the diagonal. It's a shame. Fucking terrible. But once that's done, <laughs> um, I'll start plating before I put the motor back in, and everything. I'm gonna plate the inside of the rails. Uh, my biggest issue right now that I'm noticing is just stress cracks on that driver frame rail, which I knew were there. Uh, it's about what I expected. If anything, it's actually a little better than I expected. It's starting to pull off of the firewall at the very top, but it's not significant. There's only one, one weld is cracked. Nothing else is bad. Uh, midsection of the rails has seen better days. That's been welded to a few times in a couple random spots, and those welds have made that section of metal pretty brittle. So I'm going to be plating, I think, the top and maybe some of the inside where I can. Just to, not with super thick plate, just with something to give it a little more weight. And yeah, like some fresh metal. Yeah. Just nice, easy to work with metal to help plate everything together. Yeah. So I'm going to just throw Makes something sense. in there to. You know, I'm in there. I'm never... I'm not, not going to say never, but I won't be back in there for a, a little while. The next spot that gets attention is the rear. And Before uh, the next wheeling trip out, he throws a rod. That would be a shame. Uh, you should shame? do it. You that would do be it. a curse a from Luke. I should throw a rod or I should do what? Send the rod to God. Yup, send it. I mean, I think I think Jacob has a... You know, a wet kit. Will you just give that give that fucker a... I don't know, what do you think would blow it up? Uh, easy. Shot? No, give it a 20 shot. That thing would be fucking gone. <laughs> you think 20? No, I think it could take a 60 safely. No I was chance. gonna put my money on What are you 75. talking about? You don't think a 4-0 could take a 50 shot? Dude, it'll hold up to a 75. It's no worse than throwing fucking 10 pounds of boost at it. That's what I was thinking. That's cheaper okay, than an so LS, too. Throw a 300 shot at it. Fuck like, no, it. No, that's that'll instantly explode it. I don't want to do that. Or it'll just fucking explode the manifold. Send well, the whole Jeep that's to easy. God. You know, I can just put a little danger to mani the, the, the <laughs> manifold sensor so I know before it blows up. I can turn it off. Uh, what uh, was that Vin Diesel fucking reference that's escaping me right now? The family um, What was that? Something about family? No, not about <laughs> family, but like you're gonna blow the welds in your manifold or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> From like the first Fast and the Furious, because I haven't watched any of the other ones. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. I, I I've always been tempted to watch the other ones. I just I I can't be bothered. 
They're, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think Nitrous is probably cheaper than an LS. Uh, uh definitely cheaper than an LS. I wonder how much power does an LS make? What's the trail? What are the trail trash guys running for LS power? Like, are they just running stock? Probably like or a little, 350. Little... Uh, one of them's got a, if I remember right, it's a 5.7 that's stroked and all that. So he's sitting somewhere around, I want to say 400 at the crank. Okay, well, like, let's give me one of the low-hanging fruit people here. Like, who's got the lowest powered LS of the group? Maybe Dwight with his, but it's a 4.8 with a decent cam in it. So like 320. All right, and how much does a 4.0 make stock? 180. 180-ish. No, 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 mine's a super high <laughs> output because it's a 2,000. It makes 195 or something. So if we're talking numbers, what do I need? Like a 120 <laughs> shot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the I don't know if it would hold up, but uh, if maybe. you did it, uh, I don't know. Make YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, you would definitely make some YouTube videos out of that. But, I mean, I have a spare. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's a chance it could, but it would have to be like high RPM. No, it had to be low RPM. No, because then it would no, cause... you're not supposed to shoot it off at low RPM. I thought. I thought that would. That's how you kill. Everything. I don't know what I mean, about nitrous. Uh, Jacob's gonna kill me if he listens to this one. But so 150 shot at idle is what I'm hearing. No. <laughs> no. Just the 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 motor explosion button. Just kill it. Just end it now. Yeah, uh, it's like whenever <laughs> just an ejecto over from the pistol. It's like no, th <laughs> this trail's too hard. <laughs> Blow the motor. <laughs> It's like I, can't I don't want to go up that. I, I don't want to do that hill climb. <laughs> what was it? Uh, there was a company that was selling one that you could wire into your uh, throttle position sensor. I this was like for V8s and whatnot, but um, you could essentially set it so if you hit wide open, it would give it a shot. You know, just do the opposite of that. <laughs> what idle <laughs> wire it shot? backwards? Oh god. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be I don't know why people don't do that. Um, uh it's been done many times. Has it's it? just not as talked about. Um you're going to spend a lot safe. of money. You won't Is it a lot of money? You're going to spend a lot of money for a wet kit. Yeah. Yeah, but Jacob uh, has a wet kit. That's what has me thinking. <laughs> I hate this, but I'm so down to try I, I, it out. I hate it as well. I don't I don't like working on the motor at all. Like that's why it's never been out before. So Alright, Graham, so you're gonna do the wet kit, but you're going to be running off of the Amazon race fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. I'm in powder <laughs> gas and nitrous. That's all you need. Exactly, but you got to mix the powdered gas with a little bit of water because you know it needs to be a fluid. Well, yeah, it has to, to be through. a fluid. You need water. It's yeah. really makes sense. Um, but yeah, the motor will go back in, plate the inside of the frame rails, and then the fun happens, and uh, I can focus on the suspension part of the entire project, which is honestly going to be probably the quickest part of the whole deal, and then. I'm gonna stretch the rear a little bit if I have. I should have time, because it, it needs to move back. I, it's not good where it sits now. 
And yeah, I'm hoping I don't have to do a fuel cell. Uh, I probably won't, even if I do have to move the tank. I'm probably just going to stuff the tank in the Nick back. Nick LeBlanc it. What did Nick LeBlanc do? Put it in the back and then it caught fire. Oh. oh Why did God. it catch fire? Well, if you listen to the episode. I know, I need know. to listen to it. God damn it. Reiterate you know, for me. I don't have time uh, to listen to it right this something... second. So it had a slightly faulty seal and it was pulling gas up in the around the ring, if I remember correctly, and then it sparked and flashed and just whoosh. Ooh. Yeah. And well, it burned the whole Jeep to the ground. Huh. <laughs> it's fine though, don't even worry. Yeah, well, I mean a fuel cell is no fucking different. Your cell's sketchy as shit. Those those stupid moto built cells, I don't know, man. I'm not I, I think I've bitched about them several times before. Uh, it's just a theme of this the whole podcast is we talk about the same shit about five times, but uh, I don't like those moto-built cells. Not happy with well, them. Well, I fixed the major issues with it. It had a major issue? Well, I went through and I got a better cap for it. Um, oh, you mean that little, like, turn cap thing? It's that It's still got? a turn cap, but I replaced the seal in there and glued it in. So now it actually like locks down the way it's supposed to. Um, and then I put the caps where they have to go. And my vents now got a um, one of those check valves on it. Hmm. So it, it's got a rollover valve. It's much better sealed than it was. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... When you show when you tell me that story about the you know the flash fire in it, you know it'd be a shame if my Jeep burned to the ground. So I don't know. Yeah, let's not do that and say we did. How's that sound? Yeah. Let's I mean, not and say we didn't, because you don't want to poke that karma juju. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm gonna finish the front and then we'll talk. You about never that. heard of karma juju? No. What the fuck does that even mean? Oh, it's a machine shop term, but like uh, when you talk about something happening as a joke and then it happens, but worse. <laughs> yeah, no, never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's no. I'm a juju. To to keep up with your theme of burning up previous things, Graham, I've told you a few times before, convert everything to fucking electric. Then you don't no. have to worry about your Jeep burning. No, you just have to worry about going what through a puddle and electrocuting your friends. Battery, <laughs> lithium-ion batteries are like the most flammable things like that we carry around every day. They're like freaking bombs. You look well, at them wrong. Don't put explode. a flame next to it. It's not even flames. You poke them and they blow up. Like, <laughs> just I don't know. embrace yeah. the nerd. Just go full electric. Nerd. Nah, I couldn't do a full electric vehicle. That'd, That'd be, be cool. Fucking, nah, I I'd be so down. Absolutely, absolutely for a rake, it'd be all torque. Nah, what do you mean? It'd be amazing. Eh. Okay, this is topic of discussion now. Why do you feel that an electric car would not be beneficial? I'm not saying car? it wouldn't. I just wouldn't want to do it. It's just like... I don't know how it's like... The, I, be. I'm, I'm an IT person. If I didn't like, you know, big tires and horsepower and gas motors i wouldn't i wouldn't be in it like i don't want to work on electric shit i do that every day like 
it's just not where I want to. I would so want to drive essentially, one. Graham's got a bad attitude. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't get me wrong. I'd love to build an electric vehicle of some kind. I think that would be an interesting project, but it wouldn't be a crawler. Why not? Yeah, I can get not behind that for until like there's swap kits that are cheaper than LS swaps. Like, why bother? It's just not worth it. Like, yeah, I but see, but that's the thing though is how efficient would that actually be? How efficient? What do you mean? Robots? It's a it's electric. Like, yeah, charge well, off sunflowers and daisies. Like, no, so so like. From from my understanding, like the big electric car batteries are fucking heavy. Yeah. And, unless massive. something's changed, they're fucking heavy. So you put them in the front where the where the engine's supposed to be, and you put yeah, the motor. Yeah. So so you gotta balance out the whole drivetrain there with that. But you know, it's not motor shaped; it's battery shaped. So you know, you gotta kind of play with things there. But you then also have to add in guarding for the battery, so you know it doesn't randomly explode. But then it's like, you know, you get a Tesla battery, right? You, but you couldn't use a Tesla it, battery because that's a no, no. I'm, that would work. I'm, I'm, I'm going off like a Tesla car battery. You know, you're good for like a f couple hundred miles on the road. Mm -hmm. But how does that mileage on the road transfer to the off road? That's that's what I'm talking about efficiency. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm yeah, sure it'd be fucking question. horrible. I'm sure it'd be horrible. So, yeah. you know, do, would you have to stop every 20 minutes with the little fancy-dancy, like, super solar charger to recharge your rig? That's a good point. You'd, like, it would be a night-wheeling machine because you'd need to charge it during the day. You'd have to have solar panels or a generator <laughs> or something. <laughs> well, because I guess you could charge it with sell. a generator at night, but, like... Yeah, but you have to charge it with a 220 crazy. generator, too, which is not that common. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like, so you're stuck with solar panels, so it's a night wheeler. And then you're still burning <laughs> fuel in the generator to get your rig running. Yeah, so you so might as well just fucking friendly. put the generator in the rig. Uh, there is an idea. They, they generator have in these the back. insane fucking uh, solar chargers now that would be able to like fully charge the thing. Re you know, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure reasonably quick just on the side of the trail. You well, know, and it's I'll just like it, a logistics question. I'll put it like this, too. If the Cybertruck, for example, from Tesla were to end up being a good success and I was a little higher on the hog than I am, I would consider it because and like if there was charging stations across America, it'd be super cool. But Imagine I don't know if I want Cybertruck crawler. I don't know. You if can I dub want that. You could dove nose the shit, dove nose and dovetail the shit of that thing, and it would still look good <laughs> because it's just a good. fucking, it's a fucking look good. polygon. <laughs> you you wouldn't change the, the look; it would yeah, just be pointier. <laughs> now, I don't know if it ever check looks out the good. Next full size invasion at Moab. You're right, it, it, yeah. Cody. I'll agree with you; it's never looked good, but uh -uh. you wouldn't no, make it, it wouldn't any worse. worse. <laughs> Fair. Very fair. You turn it into a fucking um, uh, what's that little green thing from The Sims? It'd be like a oh, I'm not plum sure. bob or something. That's what it's called. Oh, plum bob. <laughs> oh, no. Never played Sims. It's just a shape. It's the name of the shape. Oh, okay. I just I just think of the little Sims green crystal thing. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so 
I would just like to take a couple minutes here and, uh, you know, thank some of our awesome guests for coming on in the last, like, six episodes. True. Uh, you know, it's a, a random shout out in the middle of the episode. No big deal. So yeah, yeah, watch. yeah. Okay. It's, we're just letting them know it's going to go downhill from here. We can't go up. Fair enough. Like, yeah, it's it definitely like, is. We're, we're washed up. We're useless. So like, you know, I hope you enjoyed what you had and yeah. it was good. while it <laughs> Yep. This is the last. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Could that be the title? The last 69, the last yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if we were going to do it, that would be a great episode to yeah. end it on. Like it's been a good run. <laughs> Yeah, but, boys. Like, in the last six, though, we've had, like, Dwight Taggart, Nick LeBlanc, fucking Kyle Raiden, Chris, um, and Sam. It's been a wild ride the last couple weeks. That is true. And we got some more yeah. local guys coming in, too, which I know is sort of... I want to. I guess it's sort of where we started off, was with the local people, and I still want to stay with the local people, because it's cool. You don't hear a lot of opinions from people in the north north or new england not just the north shore um the northern part of the east coast so i think we got some we also bring up the weird fact that like a good portion of our listeners are from california how like weird is that it just seems so surprising i don't know like i assumed they would have been a lot of new england guys listening to some new england guys talk about wheeling but then again it's disassociation new england guys are like the fuck am i gonna listen to these weirdos about I'm just gonna go outside and go do it where the californians are like holy shit there's water out there like you guys wheel on rocks? <laughs> like what do you tell me about it i want to hear <laughs> i don't yeah. think it's quite like that but i'm not gonna argue <laughs> um nah but and going forward, it's going to be wild. We're, like, fucking booked up till April. Like, mid-April at this rate. That's awesome. Um, there's going to be some familiar faces, some not-so-familiar faces. And um, after we get through that, shit, we're going to be getting close to the trail trash meet and beat. I can't so- wait. Well. It's going to um... be a bit Sorry, I thought you were going on with that uh, sentence there, Luke. I thought there was going to be more about, like, you know, why the meet and beat is going to be so exciting or something. But, well, it's going to no, I was going to let someone else pop in and fucking do that. But instead, they just decided uh, that it's going to be exciting. Matter, and it's they're going to be drop great. The ball. You're the one that said that their videos were surprisingly entertaining, and you're going to call <laughs> us out for not liking them? <laughs> What? <laughs> right. Well, you have to understand, my humor is like absolutely dry and sarcastic. So me saying something is surprisingly entertaining is like, you know, a nine point five star review. Surprisingly entertaining, Luke. Surprisingly entertaining. That sounds great. <laughs> I'd want to watch all of that. Yeah, this, that's <laughs> a, a raving review right there from Luke. I think that was actually the exact review that a hot dog party or whatever the fuck that movie was back in the day. <laughs> you remember that? Whatever the fuck that yeah. shitty shitty movie Soft was. Party. Sausage Soft. Party. God, I've never seen a more disappointing movie in my entire life. Severe letdown. We talked about Jeeps. Now I can talk about anything, right? That's how this works? Yeah. What's your favorite was, tire, Cody? It was a weird movie. My favorite tire? I mean, honestly, I don't really have a favorite tire. 
<laughs> oh please, you've been giving the general the no, 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 luck, no. luck for months. <laughs> Years even. I don't like their ATs. Their uh the ATs I got on my truck are kind of dog shit in the snow, so like we could talk about that if you want. Well Richie, let's yes. talk about your electrical problems here or the assumed electrical problems. Okay. Because I am curious so, about this. So, last year in July, and yes, this has been going on since July because my life has been absolute batshit, and I like haven't had time to touch the damn thing. But I'm I've been really pushing to get it back up and going. You're on a wheeling but, podcast, you know. It, it's it's nice to have a rig that. Yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> but so last year in July for our Badlands trip, I needed a front recovery point. So I finally went ahead. I made my shit-tastic fucking C-channel bumper, welded the a tab on it for a shackle. And this new? Well, sorry, I don't know why I just blanked on when you said you did this, but. It's been a while. July. It's been a, I was gonna say it's been a long oh, time okay. since you said it. I I literally did it the week before Badlands. Gotcha. All right. So, so it's been there. you've had it. Yeah, I I welded everything on to to, to the Jeep, mind you. And mm-hmm. I as soon as I got the Jeep into the shop, I disconnected the battery, and then I went about doing all my measurements. I did all my cutting. I did all the tacking and welding on the bench and then brought the bumper to the jeep and welded it to the jeep now i pull the jeep out of the shop and it just started doing a little just a little bit of a uh like a rev bounce you know mm-hmm. like as you had said before the podcast like it was kind of searching for idle yeah it's hunting and i i didn't notice it while i was driving home and then yeah, because you're driving, week, you're not going to notice it. It's only when well, it's... The, the week leading up to Badlands, it got progressively more aggressive in terms of it was going through a lot more RPMs searching for idle or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you don't and, have any, do you have any engine codes? I mean, more. Oh my cool, fuck. I, I have a code for just about everything. Okay. So Jesus. that's tough. Um, and have you tried so, actually fixing the things that fixes those codes? Just throwing it out there. Yeah, it's it's throwing codes for O2 sensors, TPS, like every fucking control sensor in the Jeep. It's telling me my transmission's not connected. It's telling me that I have a manual instead of an auto and an auto instead of a manual. Like it's it's got so many contradicting fucking engine codes. It don't make sense to me. So, this is going to sound really stupid, but just see if you can scoop a 99 ECM. You might have just had a bad ground on the ECM. That That's that's one of the things I've been starting to toy with, is that uh, there might have <clears throat> been somewhat of a charge left in the system when I started welding to the Jeep, and it might have just fried the computer. That's very possible. Um. If it, if you fried the computer, I feel like it would be worse mm. than idols like shit. 
Or, you know, I don't know, because we're talking it's, about... It's not so much just idling, like, shit, though, because, I mean, it'll go from 300 RPMs to, like, 2,500 RPMs, not only while I'm idling, but while I'm driving. That's fucking weird. The other weird. thing that could be happening is you could have an intermediate vacuum leak, like a bad seal on the brake booster. Yep. Um... Okay. That's a really simple thing to check. I thought we checked that, though. That seems like something we would have checked. When it's we were up awesome. at Badlands. So, um, I guess my first question <clears throat> is uh, when when it surges, when you get the high RPM, do you does it sound like a... Is there a... A, it, a it sounds like I'm pushing noise? the gas. Does it sound pedal. like the IAC is open, or like I don't it, know. It, it I, literally you can it tell literally sounds like someone's just sitting there, fucking pushing the gas pedal. Bum, bum. All right, so yeah, it's, it's just, like 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 kind of fluctuating, just bum bum bum. Like that's kind yeah, of yeah. It it literally sounds like I put the fucking stupidest lope tune possible on a four o. Yeah. But instead of loping to like idle RPM, it's like to drive RPM. It's like loping to 80 down the highway RPM. Yeah. yeah. Um. I would seriously, another one that you might not be able to check so easy, and I really wouldn't go digging into it too far because it involves pulling the master, is the seal on the backside of your brake booster can go bad and i have had to deal with it i replaced the one on my jeep when i did the master and disconnected the brake uh okay booster it'll no, the... I'm, I'm sorry go ahead it will create a weird um because of, like the diaphragm effect of the booster it'll create weird idling issues and I think that that was part of what was causing some of my idling issues on the 97 before I did, like, I was just starting to have them when I went to the tons. Um, and when I pulled all that apart to do that, I had replaced that. It took me, like, 15 minutes <clears throat> to do. Okay. But that was because the whole system was already apart because I was replacing the master cylinder. Now, my my main thing is the reason why I keep looking at electrical problems is purely because it happened at the shop as soon as I started the Jeep up after welding the bumper on. If we're talking things that are strictly electrical that could be causing that specific issue, uh, there's really only two things other than your, uh, I don't even think we mentioned it yet, but I know we talked about it before we started the podcast, was the uh, uh, the TPS sensor. I know I gave you one, uh, and I can give you another one, because I, I don't know if it's any good, but it's off a motor that was at some point running. It might be in better shape than the one you have. Um, well, I mean, the, the one that you gave me, it didn't change anything other than giving the Jeep idle. a high idle. Yeah. So, um what I would say, the only other things that could cause uh, the RPM fluctuations are that are electrical, at least, are O2 sensors, uh, the upstream O2 sensors, depending on the... Yeah, I guess you have two on the 99, right? Um, or the IAC. And I would swap both of those. Okay. Yeah, and they're both not that expensive. You can order them off of Amazon for pretty cheap. 
Or if you're going to the fucking uh, club meeting, I'll rip them off of the motor I have, and you can just have them. I don't need them. Are Are you sure, Graham? Because uh, I'll be at the club. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I just started uh, dying a little. I'll be at the club meeting. All choked up. Okay. Yeah, I'll look. I, um, I am take, so touching. Take a picture of, if you have a minute, take a picture of the plugs and stuff. I'll just make sure they're the same. Because I know the motor I have is a 2000, so. I will have to get that to you, like, tomorrow. Yeah, no rush. I'm, I gotta go back for some other stuff anyways. Uh, so, just let me know and I can I can yank those pieces off if you want. I'm not yeah, I, I would super appreciate that. Then at least you can <laughs> test them. It's just some. It's a. It's something else to to try versus what you have in it currently. And then you'll know. I mean, even with that uh, TPS I gave you with the high idle, like you know that changed something, but it didn't change it for the better, right? Better. If you change one yeah. of those things out and it turns out that that fixes it or changes it in a in a major way, you know that maybe the problem, even if the sensor oh. I give you isn't good, instead of you parts cannoning and spending a shitload of money on new sensors. I'm yeah. giving you questionable sensors that may change what's <laughs> what it's doing, right? So, and also while you're at it, go through and check all of the wiring below. Going, no, not no? that. That's where that wasn't where I was going. I do agree, but we were just talking before the podcast, and I think he said he went through all the engine bay grounds. Mm-hmm. Um. The rear oxygen sensor wiring on a Cherokee is a motherfucker because if it shorts out, but it does not pop the fusible link, it is directly wired to the PCM. It does Mm. not have a fuse on it. So you can fry your PCM if you have bad wiring down there, which will also cause all kinds of cool electrical problems. Okay. And then when you go to swap your PCM out, it will do the exact same thing the next time it shorts. Okay. So this is going to sound really, really, really budget redneck poor bullshit, but I have a wire nut over the end of each of those, um, and then I taped that up and rolled it up into a ball, and it sits on top of my transfer case zip-tied up there with the other wiring. For your O2 sensor? Yeah, because I don't have a rear O2 sensor. Hmm. So, it's direct powered. So, like, essentially, if there's nothing to stop it from shorting out, it will just gonna fuck. blow it. Yeah, yeah, it fucks mm. everything up. And I've had, um, it's, I've had a couple of Jeeps do some really weird shit. My '98, instead of blowing the PCM, thankfully, it popped the IOD fusible link. As it uh, should, I'd that... hope. Huh? As it should, I'd hope. Not burn your PCM out, but... Yeah, but it popped the IOD, like the interior lights and... A lot of sensors run shit. off... A lot of sensors run off um, off of that shit, and that's why if you and, have grounding and issues the... internally, it'll cause issues with basically all your sensors in most cases. That's yep. the other thing, is I also have to go through, like every single fuse and relay just to make sure that nothing stupid fucking popped. Because yeah. I haven't actually gone through all yeah, but my if it, fuses yet. If it runs and you still have all the functionality that you used to have, I wouldn't expect a fuse to have blown. I'd expect a sensor to be all wigged out. Or the PCM. 
Well, I, I hate... I have a giant box of fuses at my house. So I'm going to take a look at all my fuses just just to double check. Yeah. I hate blaming the PC, the PCM until it's like, you know, that you haven't, there's nothing I, else to, to blame. Right? I totally get it. But I'm just thinking, like, I can't remember from all my time I spent working on Richie's Jeep, ever seeing a uh, rear O2 sensor in it. And I don't know what happened with the wiring. Hmm. So it's oh. not that far of a stretch for that to have happened. He also welded to it, which on my 98, um, it killed the PCM when I welded to the driver's side front unibody rail without disconnecting the battery. And it would run, but it would not accelerate. It wouldn't do anything cool, and it would just, like, throw random codes out the ass. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that, I don't know. I'm, I can't speak too much to it because I've never had a PCM go bad, so I don't really know. I mean, I guess you wouldn't really have any telling symptoms because it would just be acting... If it was working at all, it'd be all fucked up. So, it's tough. This but, I, only this is one of, with, uh, so my only experience with like bad PCMs or even the... Uh, the computer as is um is usually just like completely fries them i've never really had it to a point that it uh functions. it killed it but it still functions yeah i mean i i've had what th three jeeps in total personally in my life and i blew the pcm on my 96 and it still ran just like dog shit Hmm. No, we didn't blow the PCM. We blew the fucking... There was a lot more going on than the PCM. The PCM was just the fucking start of that. All right, well, I replaced the PCM and it made it better. <laughs> That's was that the weird. 98? That might have been the 98. I don't know, it might have. Because the honestly... 96, we put a rod through the uh, piston. You know what, you're right. It was the 98. <laughs> It was the one that the five-speed came out of. Yeah, that that makes a lot more sense because we put a rod through the piston on the ninety-six. Yeah, yeah. Well, changing the PCM made that one run better too. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> um, I guess if we're talking computers, the only turn, the only computer I may have blown up was the uh, the, and I didn't. It's not fully destroyed. If it is is the TCM in my Jeep. Because me and uh, a buddy of mine who's actually an engineer at Blueprint, so you know we weren't that stupid. Uh, your Blueprint crate motors. Uh, is yeah. We were wiring... Um, uh, maybe he is, because he's a mechanical engineer, not an electrical engineer. So you know, we were all just dumb <laughs> working on the shit. We were trying to get my reverse lights to work through the... Because uh, I... I I have a manual in my Jeep, but, but it was not a manual Jeep. It's an automatic Jeep. And the automatic pulls the reverse light signal from the uh, neutral safety switch. Not the neutral safety switch part of it, but the you know from the shift selector. And that's a whole big plug that goes down. Anybody who's done a manual swap know that you, know, you do this magic trick where you make the gray wire or the white wire and the black wire you twist them together and you never look at them again and the Jeep will start because that disables neutral safety switch. 
but we were trying to get the 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 reverse light wiring to work but it's kind of funky because you got to power it um you have to give one of the plugs power because one of them is like a main power and then it will if you do something specific we were we were messing around with how we could make it think that it was in reverse in certain situations with the reverse switch that was on the manual and i'm pretty sure we backfed 12 volts through the tcm and it didn't like that because it stopped it, it was working in a specific way and we thought we were getting close and then we backfed power through it and then it never worked that way again like we couldn't get it to do that thing that we were trying Jesus. to get it to do so it was never it didn't work uh i did actually get it working um i wired it directly to uh, a plug somewhere on the tcm i don't remember exactly where but i know it goes in there and it's it's two red wires it's you know professionally wired right there you know two powers you know they're important because they're red so um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i'm pretty sure we messed something up on that i don't i think the no i think i bypassed the tcm and it goes directly to the plug that the tcm is supposed to have in it uh, i think it's just spliced into the plug the tcm's still sitting there but i'm pretty sure it's toast but I don't need it anymore anyways. So we're good. Oh, God. Yep. Have you ever considered you might just be bad? Oh, I'm very aware. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I learned through brute force and ignorance. Once I do learn, I feel like I retain the information fairly well. But until I learn my lesson, uh, it's a hard road. <laughs> In most cases. <laughs> That's great. I, I mean, I've, I've done that. Oh, sorry, God. Have you considered saying a prayer and maybe, like, eventually you won't be as bad and you won't need as much brute force and ignorance? Brute force and ignorance, though, it teaches you something that, like, it'll it'll force you to learn things that you wouldn't just by being, like, told what to do. Well, so I kind of respect it. That's, like, you know, the whole cliche about, um, uh, Oh man, I totally forgot. Lost my train of thought. I was just responding to a message on my phone. I shouldn't have even opened it. Um, <laughs> you you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your your victories, right? Uh, I don't know. I've and I feel like that applies to everything I've ever done on my Jeep, and yeah, to computers and everything else I've worked on as well. I don't know. It's just girlfriends too. That 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 works for that too. Yeah, I guess. Um <laughs> it's it's been a everything that I've fucked up, I've learned I've learned way more uh because it'll generally change it'll change the way you approach that in the future and not just that, but every other thing that is in any way similar to that, you know, from there on out, right? So I've yeah. right, I've blown up I've blown gear sets up, plenty of gear sets up. Every time I blow a gear set up, I learn a shitload. Um, always learning on that front. I've blown... I put the transmission together wrong, right? I don't know. I Every time I make a mistake, it just reinforces uh, the good part of it all, right? So, always improving. Always getting more meticulous with that. You know what to look for in things that don't necessarily even apply to that specific part. You know, if you come into that, you know, into some similar setup and any other future things, you know exactly how to handle it because you've blown it up before, right? That's always how yep. it's been for me. Hey, 
And if you don't learn from it, Action Fab will appear on your podcast to chastise you about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, and, um, He's good shit. Chris is fucking awesome. Yeah, speaking of uh of Chris is I'm I'm we I know we kind of talked about it a little bit um during the podcast with him. I'm still tempted to shave that 60. Uh and I was talking with Chris Ayusa um and and he didn't make it any easier to to not do that. He's like, "Yeah, totally shave it." So, I'm I've got the lines drawn on the cast i just have to make the cuts um okay we'll, so that'll, do it. that'll happen soon i'm waiting for it to warm up to you know a, above 15 degrees whenever i'm at the shop because it it kind of sucks oh here's so cold. the deal right you know be a man you're gonna cut it and then you're gonna realize you need the ring gear turned down so um, i know that time... i've already got the shitty bearings on the ring gear to turn it down I don't have a Instead anything. of doing that, because you're gonna need to wait for a nice warm day, right? Mm-hmm. To weld it. Am I wrong? I mean, ship it not down. If Richie here. brings back the diesel heater mm. on Saturday. I could brain it. Let me know. You really want me to? I will fucking brain it. Um. So I want you to fucking yeah. bring it, Richie. <laughs> Just ship it down to me. I've got a big enough engine lathe where I work that I could. I just need to know how much you want taken off. Yeah, that's the thing. The whole thing. It's going to be all uh, easier for me to just take it down with an angle grinder. I was just, uh, just going to say flat I mean, disc. If, shit if, out if of that's it, a bad made. idea, Chris, please call me out. But <laughs> I, I think if you get that ask, it's a bad idea. That. What are you know, talking about? I know, I know we were just talking about how trials and tribulations make it better, but no, 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 no. Listen, this, when you're this ring gear was free. If I blow it up, with this I won't feel bad. Like... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, with, the cu- or with what you're doing, though, I would heavily suggest that you... Consider maybe putting a cut and putting a little ridge on the bottom of the plate instead of cutting the ring gear because... Oh, I'm, I'm going to, but I may also need to shape the ring gear down a tiny bit because otherwise, what's the point if it's... Cause it's... Wait, how big is the ring gear? The, the, the ring spicer... Gear, uh... No, no, no. The spicer gear that you gave me, Luke, measures 10 inches in diameter. Uh-huh. I don't okay, know. Okay, never mind. Dana That's 60s are generally... a. A nine and three quarter, I thought. Yeah. So I mean, it's significantly fatter than a than what it's required to be to technically count as a Dana sixty ring gear. So it's got a lot of room to be shaved. It's got a lot of room to be shaved, but that's not to say that you don't blow the pinion and decide that. All right, cool. This sucks. I'm going to do it again. Yo, Ford, get me one of those Super Duty uh, F450 gear sets for... Because they're like 250 bucks with a 37 spline pinion. So you can style on everyone else. And it just goes in with parts from the Ford dealership. Mm-hmm. So, like... You know, measure your options here. Because you're probably... I'm not saying that you're probably going to do it again, but eventually... <laughs> what are you, are you, do you not have confidence in my front gear sets anymore, Luke? <laughs> I have complete and utter confidence in your gear sets, and I would happily let you set up another set of axles for me. 
Where I was going with that, though, is I have watched Danger Grumby come out of the woodwork <laughs> and start clutch dumping everywhere with double low range. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty brutal on uh, fifth gear and specific, specifically. I think that's what killed it. Not clutch um, dumping in fifth gear, but just redlining in fifth gear in lower low. Yeah, it's fun. So, you know, Danger Grumby with double low and third gear clutch dumps because he's pissed and this is the fourth time he's tried the obstacle so he's rev limitering it in fourth to get the tires warm you know that's a little hard on equipment and let's add in a set of 1550 shafts with tacked in spicers so you know they're <laughs> mint uh eventually something is going to give in there and at that point in time you know that dana 60 pinion starting to look a little on the weak side if I blow the Dana 60 pinion, then what the, what do I change? What do I... Uh, you put in the big um, pinion kit, which is like the F450 or 550 gear sets with the 37 spline instead of just the standard, you know, I think it's 32 I really spline. hope I'd blow something else. If I'm blowing Dana 60 pinions with the 4.0 and low low, I don't... I, it happens. I, oh, jeez. Yeah, Start we'll throwing see. stickies and front digs in there, and it happens. Mm, yeah, the front digs that killed the other one. Proof. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Dana 60s are cool, but they're not bulletproof. I'm never going to claim that a Dana 60 is bulletproof. They're a lot tougher, and they survive a lot more abuse, but eventually you egg the ears out on the shaft and then it gets a little sloppy and you clutch Did you just say that Graham's shaft looks like an egg? That's kind of fucked up. Well, well um, I usually crack the caps. I tack the caps in, so it doesn't matter how fucking destroyed the ears on the shafts are. The caps staying in it, unlike Colin with his full circle clip bullshit. Those clips break off, pops a cap, boom, thing blows up. If you tacked them, he wouldn't have as many issues. Guarantee hey, it. I've switched over to tacked cap gang, but that's just because I keep buying junkyard shafts, and Chris is going to continue to torment me about this. <laughs> um, junkyard shafts, slap a new U joint in there for thirty-five bucks. Hell, not even. I ran a junkyard U joint. Literally, it was one of your spare shafts off the fifty. It was this absolutely fucking smoked u-joint i had to work the thing to get it to move again i slapped it in there it lasted a year <laughs> absolutely no issues and then when it did blow it just it just like spider webbed the top of the cap it didn't even blow that bad it just kind of like it basically gave the warning sign that hey i'm gonna die i heard it while we were out at badlands and uh then i swapped it i think i think that's the one that blew then but it never fully disintegrated itself. It didn't destroy any parts. It just like it hated life, but it was it was there for the ride. Yeah, well, it's just like me. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like you know my method's probably not right, but it, need to it right. works. Well it normally is not. Well, the right way to do it would be to spend God knows how much on brand new parts that aren't going to last any longer than the parts that. No, they would last longer. It's just where it breaks is going to change. You know, if I go 35 spline outers, 
with stock enters. I'm going to start blowing the stock enters. I replace all of that and it should be good, but the next failure is going to be like the carrier because why I got a Why are you breaking stock end. enters on the Dana 60? Aren't those. Uh, if I put 35 spline outers on it, you've you won't got. Blow enters. Chrome... You'll still you've got chromoly. Oh, if you put chromoly outers on, yeah, you may blow yeah. enters. Yeah, that's what I was saying. If I put 35 spline chromo outers on there, it's At that point, just put a full inner. chromo shaft in. Yeah, it's probably and not then, that much more expensive to do half a chromo shaft than to just get a full one from ECGS. Oh, it's not. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, eventually the failure point becomes less likely but more severe as it works its way in. Uh, That's just the name because of the I game. was. Yeah, it is. Um, and I'm okay with breaking a stub shaft or breaking a fucking mile marker or a warden premium you're okay with breaking a stub shaft and a mile marker until it <laughs> until you've replaced the hub a bunch of times because those not the hub sorry the uh the unit bearing because whenever the stub shaft goes it always disintegrate or it always compromises those and unless yeah if it's a wheeling rig i wouldn't give a fuck whatever just run it but <laughs> if you see any street time with the thing i wouldn't I've done it. I've gotten lucky. I don't lucky. trust it. I've gotten lucky, I guess, because the one stub that I really actually, like, fucked up, I fucked up in a manner where it just shattered and it broke outside of the unit bearing. Hmm. All so, of mine have been at the inner edge and it just exploded. Yeah, I took, took like, out uh, all the inner bearings out and. It twisted. And just like kind of snapped off with a couple of shards outside mm -hmm. of the bearing, so I might just be lucky. I've I haven't blown the outer bearing, but you can't put a shaft back in on a unit bearing with the insides that if it's been exploded because it's not going to ride. There's supposed to be a bearing that that inner shaft rides on. I I believe. Yeah. Did you right? see that with the um? The, what is it? The fucking slug kits that it takes that bearing out. Really? You don't what need to run kits? that bearing uh, if you're running a slug. What? They give you a uh, UM, or UWMP or whatever it is bushing that goes in there because your axle is going to continuously rotate at the same speed as your... Um, unit bearing is so Are you you're talking about like a uhw anymore. plastic or something like that yeah yeah they well they still give you something for it to ride on if you don't yeah. support that you know the that outer stub shaft all the way to the end it's gonna wiggle around i think which it is depends the on how you bore it um some oh, companies I mean, if you're boring if you're it out yeah that that changes things some companies use like a uh, one inch five ten diameter, so there isn't a lot of slop in there, and then it's held by the slug or the drive flanges, mm -hmm. just to you know make sure that Cody knows what page we're on. What? <laughs> why are you why are you calling me out about slugs and nasty? Because you like the, the nasty. They're not crawling on the ground. It's not those little like you know the squishy things. They got splines. What? what the fuck? <laughs> Where have you been? Are you still living under a rock? 
No, I'm just concerned because I thought we were talking about axles and then you guys started talking about animals and, you know, I didn't have any slug facts. So I'm just a little <laughs> flustered. I'm sorry, guys. You know, I wasn't on the ball right now. Don't have now. any slug facts. Come on. No slug facts, man. No slug facts. Do you have I mean, a raccoon just... fact for us? <sighs> you know. God I... fucking damn it, Cody. You're fired. I, I think the raccoon facts are over. I think it's time for like horse facts or something. Or no, like, no, no, like, no, no, no. Like, like, I, I, facts I... or something. I ain't got no equine uh, facts, but I do got me a pinky fact. You do got pinky? me no grammar. Like the finger? <laughs> a pinky. Like pinky finger? Yeah, pinky finger. Okay, well, All that's right, what it's with it. Head is, it's attached to an animal, so. <laughs> the owner is so, an animal. So the, uh, the origin of having your pinky held out while you are drinking something was... With the aristocrats and whatnot, mm -hmm. they would use their thumb and their pinky to pinch up uh, spices or whatever the fuck it was. Could have been cocaine for all I know. Are you, are um, you talking about the stuff that they put in the end of the nose? That's like a really classy way to pick up cocaine, I imagine, though. But I mean, it's, <laughs> you, you pinch it between your thumb and your pinky to, you know, out of a, a bowl in the center of the table. And it was considered rude to take more than that but hmm. if you Spices were to grab... you're talking about the t the stuff that they would burn inside those really long nose masks i honestly i don't know <laughs> the, all, all the article said was spices in the middle of the table you know you have it's, like it's a point you, know like you have a few people right now pinching their thumb to their pinky right yes hi <laughs> I'm, I'm currently doing it it's kind of <laughs> odd i'll be honest but, uh I if never tried it before. A glass, if you grab a glass full-handed, your pinky would get covered in uh, condensation from the glass. So you would hold the pinky out, so that way your pinky would stay dry, so you would be grabbing a socially acceptable amount. Ah, that's actually kind of fucking cool. Not off-road related at all, but now I know. And on that note... Oh, Luke's, Luke's shutting us down now. Okay. Um, Opo's back. Opo is back. We're we're getting way too far off the beaten path here. What are you talking uh, about? We're doing pretty good up until the pinky facts. So sorry. It's fine. It was actually very interesting. <laughs> I it was something. incredibly interesting. Do you have any more interesting facts along those lines? Uh, I do. Pinky but facts? I don't know. I. I do, but I can't have them come to mind at the moment, so I will jot them down, and we will revisit <laughs> next week. <laughs> so, next week, while we're talking to the KOH guy, uh, I'll just throw in random facts. fucking facts. Are we talking Excellent. to... Next week... KOH, dude. Wow, okay. spoiler well, alert. Well, that's not really a spoiler, because it's... Uh, not the next one, but it's fine. Oh, true. <laughs> um, damn, oh, Luke, surprise, we're losing him. We're losing him. Bram, Bram, please restart. The robot <laughs> is failing. 
You All started right. to say something, and then you just, like, we watched the <laughs> IT guy die. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to end it here. We're falling into misery. So I just want to say thank you for listening, and thank you for the constant support. We appreciate every single fucking one of you. I'm going to ask these guys one last time. Any questions, concern, things that you want to talk about before the podcast is over? Oh, nope. well, all right, it was three seconds. Guy. That's all you needed. The fuck the <laughs> IT guy. Anyways, what he looks at the IT guy. Please feel free to uh, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. We are Blue Collar Off Road Podcast. On both of those, we would greatly appreciate that. Reach out with any questions or concerns. We are more than happy to answer them. If you're interested in coming on the podcast and you, because you're a listener, then fucking feel free. If you're not interesting though. Don't fucking ask, because we're going to tell you no. If you're interesting, we might consider it. So, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, oh, it was, it was a like joke. a level, it was a joke. right? It was a joke. It was a joke? Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll I'll probably, I'll probably uh, You don't have to be super interesting. No, just so aggressive. You just have to have cool opinions. And it doesn't have to be, like, cool in our opinion, just, like, cool in general. Like, you can have a different yeah. opinion, and it can be cool. And Yeah. So, cool stories. That's cool, you know, too. I think yeah. some of the stuff that we've covered in the past, like some of the greatest people we've had on has not been because they've had the coolest rig. You know, they could have a cookie cutter rig, but if they run that cookie cutter rig across the country, it's awesome. Granted, there are people like, you know, Sam, Nick, Chris, and Dwight, where they've got cool rigs that they do stupid shit with. But we also really like to have the conversations with just about anyone about anything. Yeah, it's just fun Including talking to... Including pinkies. Talking to regular dudes who have an off-road rig. It's always fun, so... On that note, let's see. Uh, keep your IT guy properly booted up because apparently they randomly shut off. Make sure to check your PCM grounds and we'll talk to you next time. And keep your pinkies out. You could have fucking perfectly said that. No. Ah. Uh... Keep Big it fancy, sad. motherfucker. Keep it fancy.